Welcome to Inside Hawaii Real Estate. I'm Will Tanaka, and I'm very proud to introduce you to my wife, business partner, and co-host, Leonie Lamb. Thanks so much for joining us. Will is a full-time real estate professional and a licensed attorney. Leonie and I actually work together as a husband and wife real estate team, and Leonie is a Hawaii real estate broker and a 20-year veteran of the Hawaii real estate industry. Will and I love to help clients right at the front lines of buying and selling their homes. And that's who we are. That's right. And today we have a very, very special guest, Kiani Kaaha Aina, owner and principal broker of Elevate Hawaii Management. They're a New York property management company, but have tons of experience. In a very short period of time, they've grown to managing hundreds of properties right here on Oahu. And we love Kiani's super passion about property management. She's an expert at residential property management, and she, along with her team, are Hawaii's premier property managers. This is Thanks such an important <laughs> discussion, right? Because property manage the property management industry is such a huge part of Hawaii real estate. I read somewhere that there's over 2,600 property managers across the state of Hawaii. So that's for both residential and commercial property management. You know, but today's focus, today's expert that we have with us today, Kiani, is her focus is with Elevate Hawaii Property Management on residential property management. And the really cool thing about Elevate Hawaii Property Management is that their focus is only on residential property management. Is that right, Kiani? And welcome. Thank you for being with us. That's right. Yes. Thank you, Will and Leone. Thanks for the introduction. I'm Kiani Kahaaina with Elevate Hawaii Management. I'm so happy to be here. Um, and yeah, let's jump right into it. So, you know, Kiani, how does your prior background as a real estate broker in residential real estate helped you in property management? Well, it's helped with uh, property management, uh, getting to understand what, you know, the different perspectives, maybe what a perspective of an owner, what they're looking for in a property. Um, and for a renter, you know, what they want to see in a property as well, uh, what they want to rent, where they want to be. Um, it's actually funny. They have two different, very different perspectives. And uh, we'll kind of get into that later, a little later on. <laughs> So kind of just getting into the basics, Gianni, why would somebody even need a property manager? It's so funny. I actually, I tell a lot of people, um, you don't need a property manager until you do. And, <laughs> you know, it. a lot of it is, you know, very um, maybe straightforward in a sense. But what we help navigate is, uh, you know, situations that maybe are uncomfortable or you've never been in that situation before. And so another reason why it's really important to have a property manager is that if you are an owner and you rent out your property, um, we have a state mandate that you need to have um, a local a local contact on island. So say you live on an outer a neighboring island or out of state, um, you will need a local contact to act on your behalf um, that you would appoint. Oh, so that's okay. a state law. Yeah, it is. Yes. 
So, so you're saying that if someone owns an investment property in Hawaii, let's say they live in an international country or on the mainland, then they cannot manage prop, uh, investment properties or rental properties themselves. Is that correct? They can manage it themselves, but they do need to have an appointed contact. And so actually on the um, property management contract, there is a little section um, for the Hawaii you know, standard forms. There is a little section that the owner would appoint someone um, to act on their behalf as a landlord. This is mainly to happen with you know, emergencies. Um, the police or the state, they need to contact someone on island who can address the situation. And if someone is you know, maybe international or out of state, um, this is the reason why there's, you know, the time zones or uh, logistics of things. So you do need an appointed um, local contact. So having, being the point of contact on island and local is definitely one of the benefits. But what are, what is a general scope? Like what does a property manager do, residential property manager? Yeah, so um, property managers, what we'll do is, uh, you know, main thing in my opinion is we'll find a qualified tenant for your property um you know there's different requirements across the board for different management companies uh but for us what we look for is you know we'll be checking credit scores background check um we do employment and landlord verifications and um you know we'll host in-person showing so that once we list the property for uh for rent Whoever's interested, they'll schedule a showing with us and we'll um, we'll help oversee that and, you know, get to know um, maybe the interested party and answer some questions they might have. Um, after that, you know, what we'll do is um, we manage the paperwork. So we'll draft the contract, the rental agreement. Um, we'll set up the tenant to get, you know, their utility services set up, um, handling the keys. And collecting rents that's generally what we do as well as uh you know any answering maintenance requests making sure things are in working order um answering tenant requests or inquiries things of that nature wow that's a lot <laughs> you guys do a lot as once we start you know naming it yeah it can come out to quite a bit <laughs> So, you know, you mentioned credit scores. So if I was looking for a rental property and, you know, when I hear, oh, okay, they have to check my credit scores, um, what would be considered like a minimum, a solid credit score, you know, from your perspective, from um, Hawaii Elevate? Yeah. So our, what our specific requirement is for Elevate Hawaii, we do want to see credit scores above 620. Um we do like to see that, you know, as far as income, uh, an applicant is making at least two times the rental price. Mm. We'd like to see, you know, that there's no eviction history. Um, and even if there are maybe some blemishes here and there, the applicant, we give a chance to, hey, what happened here? You know, I saw in your credits, credit report this. Um, and, you know, we kind of just talk through it because we do understand there's situations, you know, where. Um, things were out of their control. And then do property managers have to be licensed or can you do it without licenses? How does that work? So generally, yes, you should be licensed. Um, you should have your real estate license in the state of Hawaii. Um, and technically, 
<clears throat> if you are just managing one um, a property for one owner, or maybe they have multiple properties, but just one owner, you technically don't need your um, real estate license, but it, it can only be for that one owner. I see, I see. You know, I want to just kind of go back to the credit score issue. So let's say that, you know, I did have, you know, pretty bad, like I, I was late on some payments. Now I'm getting my act together, but my credit score is still 550, but I'm making, you know, three times the income or the the, the qualified, uh, the, the rental, like three times the, the rental amount. So would that be in consideration or would that be your decision or can the owners make a business decision to say, okay, you know what? This person is making a lot of money, even though they have a low credit score. Can we consider them? That's a great question. Unfortunately for us, uh, we must stick to our requirements as a professional management company. If we were to change the requirements for one person, you know, that might not be fair in the eyes of maybe someone else who was in the same situation. So unfortunately mm -hmm. for us, we must stick to, we want to see credit scores above 620. Um, but say, you know, if it's another, um, you know, I can't speak on another management company or maybe an owner is self-managing, they could decide what's, you know, what they would be comfortable with. Well, that makes sense. And I like that Elevate Hawaii management keeps it consistent, right? I mean, you're kind of treating everyone equally and fair, and that's that's very important. So I yes. like that. Yeah, yeah. That makes and that leads sense. into um, something that, you know, our agents are trained in is federal fair housing laws, which are, you know, a huge topic, um, very important to know. And that's another benefit of using a professional management company is you know, our agents are uh, trained in that field. That's right. That's right. So, you know, as you're kind of meeting with owners and they're looking at you to potentially manage their properties, what are their, is there like any top questions that always come up or what, what is on their mind that you think maybe you could provide answers to, to kind of educate? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a question we get often. Um, a main one is what happens when an appliance goes out and so if it's in a major a major appliance such as you know a refrigerator the range a washer dryer those uh, appliances are an owner's responsibility um and what we would do is you know look for similar items that can replace the the broken one and we'll say hey unfortunately you know the refrigerator went out i've got three options which one would you like to purchase and um, that's a job that a property manager would help facilitate. And so we'll, you know, we can look for the best product. We'll get it coordinated and make sure it gets delivered on time. And that, um, you know, we, we explain the situation with the tenant as well. So here's some insider information. Like when you are, for example, you know, having to advise or replace the appliance a major appliance or something for um an owner you know and all of that is there like a particular place that you like to go to or where, where is the best place on island because there's like an appliance shortage or something and like you know so what's your insights yeah. share with us well for us we do use all the major retailers um you know home depot best buy lowe's um my insider tip would be I've had great experiences with Best Buy. I, you know, I've I've heard negative ones as well. But just personally, um, 
the customer service aspect when, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces with appliance purchases and deliveries. Um, I've had better experiences with Best Buy um, fixing any mistakes that happen. So that's just <laughs> just my opinion, but <laughs> I've had good that's experiences. An, that's an important opinion because I think you <laughs> deal with these kind of things a lot or your, you know, your property managers do. So thank you for sharing yeah. that tip. <laughs> right. And Kiani, you know, just on this topic about appliances, warranties. Do most homeowners get warranties these days when they purchase appliances and should they? Some owners do, yeah. And especially, you know, if the appliances are newer or it's a brand new build for construction. Um, and I've seen pros and cons to both. <laughs> Some Sometimes we make a claim for the warranty and um, the company that is outsourced can be a little difficult to work with. So that's maybe a negative thing as a, you know, home insurance or home warranty having it. But there are some really great ones that take care of everything, no problem. It's easy to schedule someone to come out. So there's pros and cons to both, but definitely make sure, you know, you're looking at the fine print or what your um, warranty and what your home insurance company can do for you. Mm. And, you know, you shared about the general scope of what a property manager does. And it was like the list was going on and on and on. There was, <laughs> there was, there was you know, so many different services. So what what is the typical cost for property management services? Are you able to share insight into how much it would cost to enlist these kind of services? Yes. Generally, the cost is about 10% of the monthly rent. Um, and that's typical um you know, across the state. And I even think some other, you know, out of states and they, they charge around the same amount, but typically for Hawaii, it's 10% of the monthly rent. All right. Kiani, so does the 10, the 10%, does that cover everything? So for example, let's say that um, the fridge is broken and you have to uh, contract a, a vendor to fix it. Does that include the 10% or is there additional cost depending on the amount of time that you have to spend? on top of the the usual property management? Yeah, so actually that's a great question and one that we get from owners often. And just for Elevate Hawaii management, we don't have any additional costs. It's just our um, monthly 10%. So all of the services that I mentioned, they are included in there. We don't have any additional, you know, um, maybe like a tenant placement fee or handling maintenance repairs. We don't have any additional costs there. So yeah, it is included in our, our monthly service. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's so, um yeah. Oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, so, that's just, you know, a, a big benefit of or what we try to offer is it's all included. We're a full service management company. Great. So, you know, if I were an investor or thinking about investing in Hawaii real estate, in your opinion, where are the hot neighborhoods to invest in, you know, in terms of because you're managing the properties for owners and all of that. So where would you say are the hot neighborhoods to invest in based on your experience? Wow, that's a <laughs> so I would say the hot neighborhoods, it really depends on what type of property you're looking for. Um, you know, single family homes are going to be popular, um, you know, it, all, all over the island. Those are going to be popular. Um, and as far as condos, you're going to want to see 
what the location is, um, maybe amenities or features of the building. Um, and the same goes for townhomes as well. It really comes down to maybe additional features. Um, so square footage, parking, um, is there a washer dryer in the unit? You know, it's really about convenience and uh, usability. That okay. makes sense. Yeah, Let, let's yeah. get into some of the neighborhoods. So for sure. single family homes, let's say in Hawaii Kai, for example, three bedrooms, two and a half bath. What is the typical monthly for that? So this is a great one because we actually, um, I have a lot of examples that are uh, real life examples. And these are actual rented properties that we oversee and manage. So Hawaii Kai, we have a three bedroom, two bath that rented for $4,100 a month. Um, it's got a backyard. Um, and actually the range was a little bit higher, but there is gonna be some ongoing renovations at the property. So we chose to list a little bit lower. How about Kailua? So Kailua is another hot area. Um, we actually rented a three bedroom, two bath, similar to Hawaii Kai, um, we rented that for $3,500 a month. Hmm. And that one also came with a yard. Uh, this yard in particular is not level. So there was a little bit of a slope, but it does come with a two-car garage. Yeah, maybe you could just mention maybe a condo and a townhouse in another neighborhood. Yeah, so um, IEA Pearl Ridge area. We listed a two bedroom, two bath with two parking. Um, and we rented that out for $2,500 a month. That wow. was at the project. Mm -hmm. That was at the project Colonnade at the Greens. And so um, this particular complex has lots of amenities. There's a guard shack, um, you know, basketball court, uh, tennis court recreation area, uh, exercise room, all of that. So it does come with a lot of amenities, but also a great view of the golf course. And then another one um, was in Honolulu. It was in the Pacifica. We listed a two bedroom, two bath with two parking as well. And that one rented for $3,400 a month. So that rent was a little bit higher. Uh, Pacifica is a luxury uh, condominium in town. Um, very conveniently located, and it's got a lot of amenities as well that's included. Um, and a, a third example I can provide is a studio that we listed in Waikiki. Now, this one had one bath, one full bath, but it didn't come with any parking. And so that, you know, you would think, oh, no parking. Was that difficult? This listing actually had, you know, many applicants, uh, interested parties. And we rented that one out for $2,250 a month. And that was in the Iwikai. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no parking. It really depends. <laughs> no yeah. parking. It really depends on what, what they're looking for, you know, who who's looking to rent and what their what their needs are. That kind of leads me into just kind of wondering, like, you know, um, Will and I are dealing with, you know, potential buyers sellers and things like that. When it comes to tenants, do they have the same desires that buyers have? I mean, or, you know, because you used to do real estate sales, you have that background, you're a broker. 
I mean, what is, have, have you seen any differences or is it kind of the same? I've seen a lot of big differences. Um, things that I would have thought, oh no, this is going to be important to them. They may not like it. Um, and then I have, you know, prospective renter come through and they love the property. What I thought was maybe something of concern, it doesn't matter to them. They love it. And so I think that's a big difference in perspective as to maybe what an owner or a buyer um, is looking at, what's important to them compared to maybe renters. Um, a big example is that parking, for example, let's use that. So um, I had a renter, you know, I thought that the parking stall was not big. It was located a little further from the unit. And so where I thought it was a concern, the renter was so happy that they had a parking stall. They said they came from another property. There was no parking. Um, it was the bane of their existence. You know, so they're <laughs> overjoyed that they have a parking stall. So something that, you know, I think we get into is we think a lot as to what we may want personally or what we don't want personally. We have to kind of realize that that's not how everyone else sees things. And um, maybe what's a con in my mind is a pro for someone else. So another That's one that leads point. into, yeah. <laughs> Which leads into the, you know, rentable features. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, when I think about when I used to rent in San Francisco, I had to actually go to a laundromat. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And how so, was that? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, not only a community laundry in the building, but, you know, you have to go you know, a couple blocks, right? So yeah. I think, um, how about community laundry versus washer and dryer for, for condos, you know, whether it's Waikiki or IA, you know, Pearl Ridge. I mean, is that a huge factor for most tenants? It is. Yeah, that's, that's one of the big ones um, that a lot of, you know, renters, prospects are looking for right now. They, they want convenience. They're looking for a washer, dryer if not in the unit, at least on property, um, you know, the days of maybe, you know, heading to the laundromat, it gets a lot more difficult now um, that, yeah, you know, they're just looking for what's convenient. So another one would be parking, washer, dryer. Um, is there air conditioning in the unit? Uh, what kind of amenities are in the building or the community? And a, another big one is, is it pet friendly? We get that often. <laughs> pet friendly. That's going to be a big one. It is. I mean, yeah. you know, and I love, I mean, we all have fur babies, right? And it's a touch, it's a touchy spot because, you know, I have tons of owners who are pet lovers and they totally understand. And then maybe about 50, 50 are conflicted. They say, we'll allow it. We have to. And then the other 50, you know, think, oh, I, I just don't know. I heard a bad story. So it's really up to the owner if they'd like to allow a pet. And as long as it's a, a allowed at the complex or, you know, at, in the association, sometimes there's a breed restriction, size restriction, things like that. You know, and then speaking about potential renters, right, uh, you kind of gave us insight into sort of what elevates management looks for, you know, when you're screening and looking for potential tenants in the vacant units. So are there any tips or advice that you could give to someone who's thinking about, you know, getting into a rental in terms of prep? 
Is there anything that they could do or any suggestions that you might have to prep someone? Oh, yeah. That's, um, you know, the rental market is very competitive. Uh, things are here one second, gone the next. Um, a tip of advice that I can provide is make sure that you're stopping by the property in person. Um, you know, I would say you can fill out the application. Maybe just don't submit it yet until you've seen the property in person. And uh, the reason why I say that is we get a lot of applicants who see the pictures, they love it until they stop by in person and realize it's not what they're looking for. Um, our application fee is non-refundable because it goes through all the checks once it's, uh, once it's submitted. So I'd really recommend seeing the property and I would, um, I would try to, you know, to get ahead of maybe the crowd, especially if it may be a popular listing talk to the landlord or talk to whoever's going to host the showings and ask, Hey, what's the status? Is there any other application submitted? Um, I I'm very interested and just start a general conversation that kind of allows you to get some insight into the property. Maybe, uh, they'll share information or something that you wouldn't have thought to ask. Um, and to have, you know, pay stubs ready, maybe your bank statements, those are all things that, uh, you know, landlords typically want to see. Super, super helpful tips. And so you're saying, it, I mean, is it pretty competitive right now in Hawaii's rental market? Which it is. is. Yeah, um, it's very competitive. And it's, you know, it's hard because sometimes for us, we can have two really qualified, uh, really qualified groups. Sometimes all it comes down to is who can move in the soonest. So so in a, in a situation where it, it is competitive, you know, they both have over 700, they make four times the, the rental amount. It's okay. I could move in sooner than the other person. Let's go. For us. Yeah. For us, at least those are some of the conditions. Yes. That would affect for, um, your decisions with Elevate Hawaii. Um, I can't speak for other management companies, but I know some applicants, they feel like Hey, you know what? I'll just pay the whole the whole year up front for six months. I just want to say, you know, it's not it, it's illegal for a management company to ask or um, to ask a re applicant or a renter to do that. Um, but if the renter wants to pay it, you know, a month in advance or earlier, then that's great. But legally, a management company cannot collect more than one month's rent, or you know, which would be the security deposit. Oh my God, Kiani, you have shared with us so such a wealth of information. I learned so much and I will learn so much. And then like we could go on forever, but I think we're going to kind of wrap up. And I was just wondering if you had any sort of final thoughts or something maybe you could share for anyone who's thinking about investing in Hawaii real estate, you know, from the property management perspective or just any final thoughts. Yeah, anyone looking to invest in Hawaii real estate, um, definitely speak with your, you know, your sales agent, ask them what maybe some of the rental prices in the area are just to get a general idea. That way you can, you know, see what your expenses would be compared to maybe what you would collect in income and, um, make the best decision that way. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> well, thank information. You. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise, Kiani. <laughs> Thank you, Will and Leone. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha.
Aloha. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo.